0: The economy, is it too late? Have we already gone over the edge? Truckers protest low freight rates. And we're going to be talking about fuel and spot rate updates for the week of May 22nd, 2023. That's coming up on this FBTV podcast. Hey, need the diggings. How you doing this uh, morning this Wednesday. Well, whenever you'd be watching, listening to this podcast, my name is Mike. This is the FBTV podcast. Generally, we get together once every week at least, but uh, kind of been out of sorts here the last couple of weeks, but uh, hopefully we're getting everything back on track. Well, let's see what is going on. Oh, well, you know, it's National Egg Month. Did you know, on average, Americans eat 100 eggs per year? I think we talked about this before. I just glanced down and saw it in my notes. I, I think we eat a lot more eggs than that, don't you? I, I do. If you go, if you're out on the truck, eh, I'm not. Gonna, I'm, we're not going to do the math. I think that number's wrong. Well, it could be too that some people don't touch eggs like guy from diners, drive-ins, and dives or whatever it's called. All right, today it's May 23rd. It's, uh, no, it's not. It's May 24th. What are we talking about? Uh, it's asparagus day. I like asparagus. Brothers Day, Escargot Day. Uh, not a big fan of that. Well, I've never had it either, but just something about digging a snail out of a shell just don't do anything for me. Scavenger hunt day. And we are all in a scavenger hunt rates. Matter of fact, that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to start talking about uh, some news. Truckers protest low freight rates with an Indiana slow roll. Last week, a group of truckers dropped their trailers and gathered on an Indiana interstate to protest low freight rates. We've talked about this before. Matter of fact, they did this three or four years ago up in Washington, D.C. President Trump, he heard him. He said, hey, I hear you. I feel your pain. The bobtail rigs went on a slow roll along Interstate 465 around Indianapolis in hopes of spreading awareness about the financial hardships. The low rates are creating for owner-operators. And I agree the rates are low. But whining about it's not going to fix it. Look, here's the deal. And you're going to hear me say this over and over again. I've said it over and over again as long as somebody is willing to haul the freight for a buck a mile, and understand what I'm saying, I'm not literally saying a buck a mile, although it might be some people doing it. As long as somebody is willing to haul the freight cheap, shippers have no reason to pay more. None, zero, zilch. So if the rates are low, Who's to blame? Yes, I know a lot of you say the broker's ripping you off. Not not all the time. Yeah, there's there's going to be bad brokers, just like there's bad trucking companies, bad drivers in every barn. You, you know what I mean? But the broker is not setting the rate. It's the truck. As long as there is somebody out there that's going to say yes to whatever the rate the broker or the shipper is paying... That's, that's what's going to happen. And if you look at these spot rates, we'll get into that, this in a minute, they're ridiculous. I, I agree with you, the rates are too low. But the reason they're too low, well, we'll get into that in a minute too. you got supply and demand issues and uh, you know capacity as uh, compared to available freight, things of that nature. But we'll get into that in a moment. moment. Now, the slow roll included members of the Indiana, or the Indian, The Indiana Diverse Truckers Association, the group, is also hoping to spread awareness about the lack of transparency in brokered freight transactions. Come on. I know OIDA is really pushing this, and they're saying the problem that all of the owner-operators and trucking companies and the problem with the trucking industry is the broker's lack of transparency. Come on, get real. You know, we've talked about this before. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah, if you're hauling a load and you're ready to pay is by a percentage of what the customer is paying absolutely. But this is a free market society. As long as you're going to say yes, it's it's called negotiation. You you see what I'm saying? And you take negotiation out of it, that's we're headed down a path you really don't want to go down. The thing is, you know you got OIDA, you got the ATA, you got different organizations out there matter of fact let's talk about OILA for a minute they do a thing every year where they uh, have an owner operator workshop of sorts they uh, work with owner operators how to get the best rate I think is one of their classes I may be wrong on this but you get the idea why aren't they teaching owner operators with their own authority how to get their own customers you know, this goes back to that old saying. You know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. These owner operators with their own authority, these small trucking companies, they need their own customers. That's where the money's going to be. Now, I'm gonna throw in a cheap plug here for Taltoy because that's what we do. We we train freight brokers. Freight broker agents, somebody wanting to get in the industry. And we also encourage trucking companies that are trying to get their own customers to look at the freight broker side of it as well, because a freight broker is getting customers exactly like a trucking company is going to be making the sales goals. It, it, it doesn't matter if you got one truck, 200 trucks, 500 trucks, 5,000 trucks. It doesn't matter. If you've got customers, you're gonna be making more money. And the reason you're not gonna you're gonna be making more money is because you're not giving 30 percent to a freight broker or a dispatch service. I was looking over Indeed today, that, that job website, and yeah, I saw a dispatch service in there and I Yeah. Come on. If you got your own customers as a dispatch service and you're putting your loads from your own customers on that this you know on those trucks that's fine the problem is as a dispatch service you cannot solicit freight legally unless you've got a trucking company uh, a contract with a trucking company so you can work under their authority otherwise you got to be a broker to to be able to work with a uh, shipper direct i mean that's just the way it is and this is why there, the FMCSA a while back, they were uh, taking comments about dispatch services and don't be surprised if some rules come down the line about dispatch services. And if you're going to be a dispatch service, you're going to have to have your own broker authority, probably going to be coming down the line down, you know, down the road somewhere. Expect it. But now you're saying, well, wait a minute, you know, I do got my own customers. I get my own customers and, uh, you know, I can put those loads on, on any of my trucks that I have contracts with to be able to dispatch for. Oh, so what you're doing, you are using one trucking company's authority to get the customer, but then you're putting that trucking company's loads on other trucking companies as well. That just don't seem right. Okay. You're going to make more money as a broker, you know, the bottom line. The the reason a lot of people get into these dispatch services is simply this, because if they got a contract uh, to work as a dispatch service under that trucking company's authority, they can get the loads off the load board. Where are those loads on the load board coming from? They're coming from a broker. 99.9% of them anyway. So the broker's taking out 15, 20, 30%, whatever, then the dispatch service are going to be taking out, what, 5, 7, 10%. So by the time that load gets to the trucking company, you know, as much as 40% has come off the top of the load. Come on, man. Come on, man. See why it's important that a trucking company has their own customers. Now you put a dispatch service out there. That is getting loads direct for that trucking company, exclusively for that trucking company. that's a whole different ballgame because now the trucking company is getting 100% of that rate. Now, if they're paying that dispatch service five percent, seven percent, whatever, yeah, they're, they're they're that's a good idea. But you start if you start doing the math, and this is usually what happens when you're doing a dispatch service. All right, you, you you're you're moving all these loads, you're getting them off the load board, whatever. And you invoice that trucking company at the end of the month. Okay, all these brokered loads. right, you may send that trucking company a bill for $3,000 or whatever. Trucking company's going to get kind of ticked off once they put two and two together and figure out you've been getting those loads off the load board. None of of those loads are direct customers. You know, I've even seen some of these dispatch services they offer Additional services besides just getting the trucking company loads, you know anything they can do to come up with it, you know to to justify their commissions. And I'm not knocking it. Hey, you're an entrepreneur, but take that entrepreneur, sh- you know that that spirit you got, and do right. You know, get your broker authority. You know, start working as a broker agent. Even as a broker agent, you can still have agents working. Under your contract with the brokers, so and you're going to be much better off in the long run. You know, bottom line. Anyway, neither here nor there. But the lack of transparency in brokered freight transactions. We'll see how that comes out. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of betting that uh, the brokers are going to have to be a little bit more transparent, which they shouldn't have to be at all. Trucking company, you know. Let, let's look at it this way: trucking is getting five dollars a mile from one of their customers. How would they feel if the government said, okay, you got to be telling uh, your other customers what you're getting from this company, or, you know, you got to be transparent with your rates. You, they wouldn't care for that too much. You see what I mean? It, it's just it's just ridiculous things. You know, the whole world's kind of upside down right now. All right, let's talk about rates for a moment. Uh, yesterday on the uh, Morning Coffee with Daltoa, matter of fact, all of our YouTube videos, our podcast, and things like that. Uh, we would definitely appreciate it if you would subscribe. Subscribe to our channel. Subscribe to our podcast, our YouTube channel, and such. And uh, make sure you throw down that like as well. You know, throw that like up there, too. That, that helps grow the channel. Uh, but uh, if you follow us, ring the bell through the whole nine yards. Uh, you're going to be notified when we uh, drop one of these podcasts or morning coffees so you have access to it. And if you are Adding us as a favorite on your, or you know, subscribing to our podcast on your favorite podcasting app, uh, it'll automatically download, so you know you got uh, the latest podcast, be it the FBTV podcast, the Morning Coffee with Tato, or whatever. But we're on all the uh, podcast apps, should be anyway. Everything from uh, iHeart to uh, the uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify you name it we're pretty much out there. All right, let's look at fuel and spot rates updates for the week of May 22nd, that's this week. Fuel prices and if you were listening to the uh, morning coffee a couple of days ago, we talked that the uh, prices probably still be going down because of the economy. And that has to do with a lot of rates too right now. But uh, as uh, suspected yeah, they did go down, not a lot, but they you know they're in that downward tw- trend. Diesel is down to 3.88 per gallon, down a penny from last week. Gasoline uh, 3.53, not even worth mentioning. Uh, it's barely down, down two tenths of the cent from last week. But the thing is, it's going down. Now let's get into the rates, spot rates from last week, and then we're going to talk about spot rates from last month. If you watched Morning Coffee this morning, you know we've gone over this a little bit. But if, if not, you're going to get the details right here. Spot rates. From last week, van rates are up 4.1%. Flatbed, no change. Well, no, there is change, too. That shouldn't even be on there. Flatbed rates are up 2.2%. And refrigerated rates, they are up 5.2%. That's from last week. Now, when we look at spot rates uh, now compared to last month, it's not going to be that impressive uh the uh, van rates are actually down two cents a mile down to 205 a mile flatbed on average down two cents a mile down to 265 refrigerated up two cents 243 so refrigerated freight is starting to pick up you're gonna also find the flatbed freight's picking up too and i think uh next week we may see these spot rates kind of go up a little bit june we'll probably really see a, a, a big boost. But look at the rates. These are spot rates. Now, if you don't understand what a spot rate is, a spot rate is an average rate per mile that the broker is paying the truck to move load from point A to point B. It includes the fuel surcharge. Now, what is the average fuel surcharge right now? Well, for flatbeds, it's 53 cents a mile. Dry vans, 44 cents per mile. Refrigerated freight, 44 cents per mile. So the average fuel surcharge... It's 47 cents per mile. So, drive van 205, let's take off 47 cents. What do you got? You're almost down there to a buck 50 per mile. A little bit more than that, but it's ballpark, buck 50. Come on. Come on. You know, when I had my trucks back in the 90s, I was getting a buck 50 I mean, that's the line, all You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's way too low. I agree with the trucks. The, the rates are too low. But the reason they're too low, okay, when it comes to the rates being low, there are a couple of things going to be taken into consideration here. Uh, supply and demand. We'll get into that in a moment. And the trucks that will haul it for nothing. It's just like, the you, you can have, you can have a gallon of milk at this store that's selling for a buck a gallon. And you can have a gallon of milk selling at this store for three bucks a gallon. Where do you think everybody's going to go? They're going to go buy their milk at the dollar a gallon. See what I mean? And that's the way it's going to be with trucking too. As long as somebody's out there willing to move this freight for next to nothing, why should a shipper go up? They're not going to. I mean, that'd be stupid that that would be stupid you know that'd be like maybe you're hauling freight for somebody for 250 a mile and you got another customer it's same type freight and they're saying yeah we're going to pay you four dollars a mile are you going to go in there and say hey no 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 no, four dollars is way too much no you're not you know you're not going to do that Uh, it's just not the way business works you're in it to make money that that's that's what shippers are doing, too. They're in this to make money. They want to get that transportation cost low. Matter of fact, I held to the point uh, years ago that trucking companies did themselves a disservice with the fuel surcharge. Because after the fuel surcharge, these implementations with fuel surcharges it made it hard to get the customer to go up a line haul. They would fluctuate with that fuel surcharge and play with it because the fuel surcharge It was very negotiable, whereas Lionel, it was what it was. And that's why I always tell my brokers, you know, you get a customer to go up on the rate, never let them go back down. Never, never let them go back down. You know, if you let them go back down, they're going to be, you know, it's going to be tough to get them back up again. And that's the same thing with trucking companies too. You get the customer to go up on the rate, don't let them go back down. Keep them up there. Okay, now I know the fuel surcharge is going to fluctuate. Actually, I'm talking about the line haul, but uh, you know, back back in the day, and you're probably the same thing today. Yeah, the customers will negotiate with you on fuel surcharge on a load per load basis, uh, but they're not going to they're not going to touch that line haul. They're going to keep it solid. But the rates, yeah, they are too low. Now let's talk about supply and demand. What I'm talking about here is capacity. Uh, compared to or versus available freight compared to available freight right now the capacity is huge and it's huge because man you got everybody and their mama back during covid saw the uh trucking company profits and uh they went out here and bought trucks got their own authority there was a a boom now we got all this capacity and the freight the you know uh the the, the available freight isn't up here even with capacity like it was you know last couple of years last three or four years so that's that's a problem right now so when you you've got supply and demand (laughs) you know you've got a huge supply of trucks and you got a whole lot of less demand the rates are going to be low now you take all that put it put it together and then you got these outfits that are really bottom of the barrel rates it's a perfect storm. Now we got more problems because the economy, and this is due to Washington right now. No, there's no other explanation for it. Washington has let this get out of hand. They've been pushing this electric stuff. They are ignoring things that need to be happening. They killed the uh, pipelines and, the and, uh, you know, they're, they're really wanting to do away with fossil fuel altogether. And we're just not ready for that. Not ready for that at all. You know, they're wanting to go all electric. Do your research. Study this stuff. You're going to find that there's no way it's going to be profitable. It's no way it's going to do what they think or say it's going to do. You know, you think about it. Whenever you get the government involved, it it turns into a big hole with nothing in it except a lot of receipts for money spent for stuff that didn't work out. You know, it's just kind of nuts. Kind of like out in California, they're they're really pushing that electric, but they can't. They can't afford to uh, charge up their electric cars, even if they wanted to, because you know they don't 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 charge them up, don't don't power them up. And then you've got the problem with distance. How far can you go, and how long does it take to charge? You know, you can talk to anybody really in the industry. They'll give you an honest honest answer and they're all going to tell you this is pff, pipe dream. It's never going to happen. Never going to work out. But we are doing it anyway. And why are we doing it? Washington. All roads lead back to Washington. And that's scary. Because things are getting tight. Things are tough. Everybody's starting to realize it. And we're headed back to 2008 all over again i hope not and like i said a couple of days ago i really believe you know we gotta you know we're, we're getting to that presidential election season again which we're hardly ever out of it it seems like seems like we've not been out of it for 20 years i remember a time when You know, the year before the presidential election, that's when you started hearing about it. But now, as soon as the president is elected, we're right into that campaign mode again, and we got to put up with it for another four years. And that really gets tiring, annoying, you know, to be honest with you. But it is what it is. And since we are in that election period... Just keep your fingers crossed that uh, the powers that be realize that, hey, if they don't change the direction this country's going and get things back on track and get the economy up, get the fuel prices down, get the capacity and the freight right, it's going to be a bad November 24 for the incumbents. It's going to be a real bad November so somebody's got to wake up to that. And I really think they will. I'm not saying these people are stupid. I'm just saying that uh, <clears throat> sometimes they don't think things all the way through. <laughs> yeah, they're stupid. Who am I kidding? <laughs> okay. Hey, if you're born on this date, uh, May 24th, you're in pretty good company. Wilbur D. Mills, born on this date. Back in 1909, he was a character. He was out of Arkansas. He was, uh, what was he, Senator, Congressman, Congressman. Wilbur you go back and uh, look him up on Wikipedia or whatever. Do some research on him. You, you'll you get some laughs. Look him up on YouTube. Tommy Chong, Cheech and Chong. He's 85 years old today. Can you believe that? Now, that makes you feel old. Now, you, you think Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong makes you feel old. Wait for this one. Radar O'Reilly from MASH. Remember him? The kid? The MASH? MASH? 80. 8 today. The big eight O. 0 He was born on this date back in 1943. Elvis is uh, Priscilla. Born on this date back in 1945. She's 78 today. So, happy birthday to them. And if you're having a birthday today, happy birthday to you too. What went on in history? Well, we got some transportation things went on in history back in the day. The first U.S. passenger railroad service begins between Baltimore, Maryland, and Elliott's Mill, Maryland. That uh, was back in 1830, almost 200 years ago. 1883, the Brooklyn Bridge linking Brooklyn and Manhattan opens to traffic. The state back in 1899, the first auto repair shop opens in Cleveland, Ohio. How do they know that? How do they know there wasn't one in El Paso, Texas? Anyway, 1976, the Concord SST service begins between Europe and Washington, D.C. Remember the Concord? It's just uh, last 10, 15, 20 years it went out of service, didn't it? A flight from Europe to Washington, D.C., less than three hours. Wow. Okay, talking about strange laws. Massachusetts, mourners at a wake may not eat more than three sandwiches. <laughs> I, You have to wonder what brought that law on. You know, we haven't done this yet, but uh, let's get into it. Uh, today's impossible question. We usually do this at the beginning. We haven't done it today. One in three adults want to be healthy, but they say this is the reason they are not healthy. And this reason will crack you up. Today's impossible question. One in three adults want to be healthy, but they say this is the reason they are not healthy. What is it? I'll tell you before we get done if I remember to tell you. Hey, if you haven't checked it out, we got a podcast mug. <clears throat> As matter of fact, it's right here. You can get your very own podcast mug looking at the uh, website, FreightBrokerTV.com. I, they're, they're pretty reasonable. You can order it right there uh, from the uh, page, and it'll show up in your mailbox in a week or two. <clears throat> so check that out. FreightBrokerTV.com. You know, we you Q&As, if you got any questions or anything like that, you can email them to me. They'll get to me. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Matter of fact, forms are coming down. Uh, we usually talk about the forms on the website. They may be up now, but they're not going to be up forever. And the reason is, and we've done it at Taltoa, too. We've taken the forms off the website because so many people use them to spam now. You know, I know in Taltoa's website, we were getting, you know, anywhere from 50 to 75 emails overnight every day. Most of them from Russia. So wish you guys would stop it. I I can't believe people really fall for that stuff still, but they do. All right, things you might want to know after being swept by the Denver Nuggets. Uh Uh-oh, LeBron James is talking retirement. All right, this isn't surprising. You heard about Jeff Bezos and his now fiancée Lauren Sanchez. Yeah, she got a ring for uh, a 20-carat diamond on it. 20 carats. Diamond ring. Not surprising. You know, you've seen the videos on YouTube where people actually, they actually stop their vehicle because some ducks or turtles or something going across the road and they stop the vehicle and they get out and try to help them across the road. Every time I've seen one of those, I've always thought, all right, someday it's going to happen. Somebody's going to get squished, run over. Somebody's going to get killed. And it has happened. In the spirit of no good deed goes unpunished, a California man was hit and killed last week by a teenage driver as he tried to help a family of ducks safely cross the street. Now, I hate to report that, but you know, that sad deal. All right, here's some useless information. <laughs> A study found we blink almost 29,000 times a day. And this is scary. 17 Big Macs are sold every second throughout the world. Now here's something you might want to try. Breathing through your nose boosts your memory by improving the transfer of information from the senses to the brain's storage network. How about that? Alright, we talked about this a little bit, the uh, economy, and if things don't change, we're really headed in, into disaster. If you're a freight broker, if you're a trucking company, the way you defeat this or get on the other side of it before it right, rolls you over is you build a customer base. <clears throat> you get your own customers. And trucking companies, let me tell you, I saw this back in 08. Uh, These trucking companies, they were trying to use a broker for all their loads. And by then, it was too late. You know, what was it? In 08, we had 6,000 trucking companies go out of business for six months, something like that. Unbelievable number. You've got to have your own customers. If you've got your own customers, you've got built-in safeguards. Besides getting 100% of the rate, you're going to have that fuel surcharge built in. So when fuel prices fluctuate, your profit's going to stay the same or your margin anyway should. Detention times, the accessorial pay, you're going to have all that built in. Those are safeguards for your company. So even if the economy does take a hit, you're covered. You're, you're not at the mercy of what a broker can get out of their customer. Because remember, the broker's trying to make money too. They've, they've got to live just like you do. Who's more important the broker or you? Uh, of course if you're the trucking company you're going to say you, but if you're the broker and their family they're going to say them. So it's a 50/50 deal here. We got to work together, right? Now, if you are a broker, I don't care if you're new or not, you've got to you may have an established customer base that you've been working with for years, but uh, you've got to build that customer base. You got to get it on up there. You need to be on the phone. You may be doing a lot of your brokering in the morning, but you got to get on that phone in the afternoon building that customer base. That's the only way you're going to protect yourself if this thing goes south like it looks right now. And if Washington knows to do something, we have to do it on our own. Okay? It's that simple. All right, let's get back to the impossible question. One in three adults want to be healthy, but they say this is the reason they are not healthy. They're too tired. <laughs> Is it too tired or too lazy? <laughs> Who knows? All right. That's the FBTV podcast for this Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. Hey, go have a good uh, Wednesday. Uh, we'll see you in the morning on Morning Coffee with Taltoa, 6 a.m. Central Time. See you later.